Hello, friends. Have you ever thought about how weird it is that in the New Testament we have four different, but also at the same time, super similar narratives of the life of Jesus? Now, there, there are some huge benefits to this, but it also creates some challenges for us as we read. Should we read each gospel like, like a walled garden with, with no interaction with the other? Or should we just kind of like take material from each of the four gospels, smush them all together into a mega gospel? So today, I want to dispel some of that angst and anxiety and, and share two simple approaches to reading the gospels that helps alleviate some of these challenges. I'm J.C. Schroeder, and this is Bite Size Seminary. Of the four Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is some awareness of the other Gospels among them. But they do seem to be intended to be read as self-contained documents. You don't necessarily need the others to understand the gospel you're reading right then and there. So with that in mind, the first approach to reading the gospels is to read them vertically. The idea here is that you read and interpret each gospel on its own terms. So for instance, if you're reading the gospel of Mark, you don't really need to know what Luke says or how it differs. You prioritize in that moment what that gospel, in this case Mark, is saying without dealing with what the other gospels have. This, I think, highlights for us the way that the gospel authors shape their narratives and tell their stories. While each gospel is, is telling the story of Jesus, they are doing so with their own set of emphases and themes and perspectives. They tell the same story, but in different keys. So reading vertically helps us to see the Gospels on their own terms without importing John into Luke or Matthew into Mark. I think a lot of times when we're reading the Gospels or preaching and teaching from them, we'll just import information from one Gospel to the story that we're looking at in another Gospel. And there's nothing inherently wrong with this, but I think, and this is where I, I'm a little bit concerned with our reading practices, is that the more we do this, the more we're at risk of creating a, a mashed up hybrid mega gospel that's not actually one of the gospels that the Lord gave us. It may have all the facts from scripture, but it's not the presentation that scripture that the Holy Spirit gives us and wants us to have. So reading vertically reminds us of the importance of the presentations that the Holy Spirit led the gospel authors to give. It preserves their singular voice, but this is not the only way we should read the gospels. Well, we want to preserve the idea that each gospel is self-contained, we also want to note that the Lord did give us four Gospels and, and not just one. So we do want to read vertically, like I just said, but we 
also want to read horizontally. This means that as we read the individual gospel, we see it in comparison with the others. We note where there are similarities in the story, in the language that is used, but we also note where there are differences. With the similarities, we can see the fidelity of the preservation of the words and deeds of Jesus. And additionally, when we note the differences, it helps us to see where the Gospels diverge in their individual presentations, emphases, themes, and more. Reading horizontally helps us to see that unique presentation of the individual Gospels. This is why I think reading horizontally pairs really well with reading vertically and why we need to do both, not just one or the other, but both of them. The more we compare, the more we can see the individual contributions within each gospel. For example, we can read and understand what John is saying in his gospel, but as soon as we compare it with the other three, we see how shockingly different it is. Something like 90-some percent of John is unique to him. So if we only read it, we get the picture that John is trying to say. But as soon as we read it horizontally, we see, whoa, this is indeed a very different sort of story about Jesus. Another example would be comparing how Mark and Matthew use the phrase, son of God, when referring to Jesus. In Matthew, it seems like like everyone is calling him the son of God. But in Mark, it's more limited or it's more targeted. No human refers to Jesus by the term in the gospel of Mark. It is only God the Father and the demons, the supernatural realm. That, that's it. Until the Roman centurion who crucifies Jesus at the end of the gospel and and the end of chapter 15, when he sees the way that Jesus dies, this is the language that Mark uses, when he sees the way that Jesus dies, then he confesses that Jesus is the son of God. So for Mark, he prefers to reserve this term on human lips until Jesus' death by the unlikeliest of characters to highlight how Jesus is recognized and the shocking effect that it is the Roman centurion who recognizes Jesus in this way. You you get this reading, you get this understanding of what Mark is doing on its own when you read just vertically, but the narrative punch hits harder if you know the other gospels and it allows you to see more clearly what Mark is seeking to emphasize. You get all that when you read horizontally. Because you see, Matthew, everyone's calling Jesus the Son of God, but it's much more targeted in Mark, and it has that narrative punch, if you will. So all that to say is we want to read the Gospels vertically and horizontally. Both practices are tremendously valuable. And there's there's probably a lot more that can be said about this, but I hope using these two approaches will help us to better understand the story and meaning of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for our lives. I hope that helps, and thanks for your time. (laughs) 